0: Welcome back to season two of Into the Fire, where every week we're clearing the smoke on today's hot topics in business and in everyday life. This week, I'm very fortunate to have Brian Sharfstein with me. He's the president of Canadian Footwear, and through my years in business, I've been very fortunate to make a lot of good friends in business, and I'm going to be bringing them into the show throughout the season. Uh, Brian, you know, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, now, one of the things we talked about prior to sitting down here today was some of the things you wanted to actually speak about and, you know, some of the golden nuggets that you want to share with people about business and some of your experience. Now, I guess we want to talk a little bit about who you are and who Canadian footwear is. And if you can share that, because while I've known you for, I'm going to say almost 10 years, not quite. So I think I've got a pretty good understanding of who you are. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't. So if you don't mind sharing a couple of things
1: well I've been in business in Winnipeg uh, 2019 is 50 years well wow. um, I've come up through the uh, ranks and uh, learned a lot about business and about community and about profile and I've uh, been very fortunate that uh, I've had the support we've had the support of the community our success is based on the profile that we've built in our community um, and the fact that uh, you give to our community support it, and they will support you in business.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I've found the same thing. I've, you know, a lot of times, and both of us have been on boards together, and uh, or at least a board together. Although I think you were coming off as I was coming on at the Winnipeg Chamber, but uh, that value of giving back to the community is so important. But one of the things you wanted to talk about is actually two things. One of them was common sense in business and today's realistic values. And if you wouldn't mind maybe going into that a little bit.
1: Common sense in business. Well, common sense isn't just in business. Common Mm -hmm. sense is in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, uh, I would say today um, a lot of people don't use common sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, uh, You've heard me say before that consumers today don't have realistic expectations, uh, but all the more reason why we as business people have to use the common sense to understand uh, one important thing, uh, who's, who's our customer? Right. It's one of the things that a lot of people in business uh, don't focus on um, and that's where it starts, understand mm. who your customer is and uh, how you have to reach them, uh, how you have to take care of them. Uh, one of the things that uh, I focus on and certainly preach is the fact that uh, if you're in business today Uh, You have to recreate yourself every month.
0: Right, yeah. And I know you've done that. Some of the things that you've talked about here Um, in the past, things you've shared with me, celebrating different holidays for the different uh, people from different countries and and things that you've done here just to uh, bring your people into the business and really share that experience. And I know how important experience is, not just for your customers, but for your staff as well.
1: Yeah, well, that that goes back to understanding uh, who your customer is. Uh, first, you have to realize that your biggest customer are the people you work with. Mm-hmm. Right. Our frontline people, our administration, people have to sell each other. Right. If you can't uh, treat your coworker as a customer, then the people mm-hmm. walking through the door phoning you or contacting you online, uh, you'll never be successful with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, we just did a, a cross-study in our company with one of the latest commercials we did Uh, we have uh, at least 12 languages being spoken in our company. Wow. Uh, That says a lot, not Mm -hmm. just about uh, our company, but about uh, the community that we live in and how diverse we have to be if we're going to uh, create experiences for all of these different people. We have to understand their cultures, their backgrounds, as I said, their expectations. Uh, These are our customers. Right. Um, And that's changing, and that's Mm -hmm. why I say you have to recreate yourself monthly and sometimes quicker than that because I think you're customer base is changing and the world is changing so Common sense prevails. Right. um, And that's very important in business today. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I've often said the same thing that some of our most important customers are our internal customers. And you kind of touched on that with, you know, talking about the staff, the respect levels, and understanding when you're doing something internally, how it flows to the next person. So, you know, the salesperson makes the sale, but how does it affect operations? How does it affect, you know, admin and all the way through the process? Because if someone's going kind of, rogue for lack of a better term and they're not following a process they're actually screwing up the next person or the next person it creates that ripple effect that really doesn't do a lot of good for the company and again that's the lack of common sense that you talked about earlier
1: yeah and part of it is uh, the team Uh, Mm -hmm. we are a family business Uh, as we've grown it almost doesn't matter how big we get we still have to be a family business and in a Mm -hmm. family, uh, family supports each other right absolutely and on a day-to-day basis we see all of our frontline people and administration really supporting each other they have to understand what each other do yes I would agree process and protocol are essential as we get bigger you have to have guidelines otherwise we will fail uh, but through that process uh, we have to remember there's got to be I'll call it a sense of spirit uh, team support and family and I would say that when people come into our family and into the Canadian Footwork community um, if they are not carrying their own weight if they're not using good common sense if they're not looking out for each other they don't last very long right Um, we hired somebody some weeks ago and I walked into the uh, lunchroom where they were filling out their application it was their first day so they were filling out all their information for payroll and uh, there were actually two people at the table and Uh, one of the people I looked at and smiled and said, good morning and welcome. And Mm. uh, he picked up his face and he looked at me with a big smile. Mm. Thank you. I said, uh, welcome. It's great to have you here. The other person I said, welcome. And uh, she never looked up. Right. And I could tell within probably 60 seconds that this was not necessarily a person belonging in our company. Right. And so uh, I left the room. I talked to a couple of other people uh, and said, so who did the interview? Who did the recruiting? Well, interestingly enough, within the hour, I got a text message from the manager to say she quit.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: that's amazing that well, that turns that quickly.
1: Well, yeah. but I think when you've got a strong spirit, when you've got a strong mm-hmm. support, people either feel it. If you, right. not, if you don't recognize the culture, mm-hmm. um, I think it's very difficult to jump in right Uh, to that kind of family that we have Mm -hmm. or the community or the business that we have and we really depend on that Uh, people who uh, uh, come into our stores and connect with us they like the buzz they like the happening and so uh, that's really important for us
0: right i've often uh, said that a good strong team with a strong culture will weed out the bad people always has been yeah yeah absolutely one of the things you you know talking about the common sense do you think that that's something that could be learned When you bring somebody in?
1: I'm not really sure about that. That's a pretty (laughs) loaded question. Um, I'm also a big believer that uh, um, we are a product of our parents.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. And
1: uh, without digressing in this conversation, I would say that we see people that will come into our uh, business here with the habits they have learned at home. Right. uh, Habits that they have on their own that are just very odd and unacceptable and, uh, Really, they've been enabled, and they Mm. just don't understand. People don't clean up after themselves. People aren't polite. People just, you know, so to be able to teach those basic uh, um, requirements Mm. to work in our community, um, I'm not sure how teachable they are. We get a pretty quick sense, uh, and we push Mm. really hard in our training. That's really key. So it's pretty uh, a quick process for us to recognize right Uh, we want to know usually within 30 days we don't lose too many but through the screening process we also don't take a lot of new people on
0: right and and uh, it's interesting because we've done the same thing in how we've really tightened up our recruiting hiring process whereas you know in, in the past it was kind of one quick interview if we liked what we saw um you know they were in sort of thing and we found out shortly thereafter in some cases that we've made some bad hires and the expense that goes with that.
1: Well, that's, that's uh, hiring warm bodies, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you need a warm body in that, that place. So yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so you can realize very quickly the mistakes right. that you've made.
0: And I'm going to say that as I've you know, grown and matured as a business owner. Uh, and as my staff has, we've changed the way we hire. We make sure that there's a, a much more stringent process, though, that we when we get someone in, they fit the culture that we want. It sounds like you're doing exactly the
1: same thing. Yeah, I think that's a common thread that runs no matter what business you're in and wherever you go. Uh, certainly, we hear of very large businesses where ownership and screening processes are uh, not friendly, mm-hmm. uh, where the guidelines are extremely tough. and. And for some people I've spoken to that have worked in those environments, I'm not sure that I would want to work in those environments. Mm -hmm. And I think that does work for some people. Right. uh, But certainly not in a business and in a community uh, where we are a people company. Right. We depend on that community. And uh, it's really important for us to uh, recognize, again, I go back to who our customer is. Right. And we are our customer. So Mm -hmm. if you go into my showrooms or talk to people in our e-commerce on the phone, they are our customers. Right. Right. And so it's easy for them to identify uh, uh, with you. If you are my customer and you are, you're gonna feel very comfortable uh, dealing with the folks that we have inside.
0: For sure. Well, I've often said um, people process tools and we have to remember that the first one is the people, whether that's the external or internal customers, uh, people are first. process is important. But, and I've said this a hundred times, uh, good people will get you through bad process and tools to support that. That's where there's the computing systems and all those sort of things. But without the people, you don't have anything. And I've seen major corporations that are focused on process, focused on tools and forgot about their people. They have a high turnover rate. The customer service isn't there because the people don't care. They know they're just a number, a cog in the wheel sort of thing. And how important, you know, what we're talking about, our people are internally because they, they take what we think, what you and I think as business owners out to the rest of the world and take that culture out there. Right. Yeah, so important. I mean, um, what, what do you think are some of the most key values for your people?
1: The key values for them uh, really have to do with um, um, respecting, mm-hmm. um, you know, the self-confidence, the self-respect. There has to be value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people when they come to work for us, uh, there's really... Only three or four things that that they have to uh, possess. There are only three or four things that they have to take ownership of. Um, I always mm-hmm. say the number one thing is they have to have fun. Right. If people mm-hmm. can't have fun when they're working here. I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to that, I say I really it's important that you look forward to coming to your job and to your work every day. Right. Uh, the same way you have to leave your work every day and say, no, that was really good. hmm uh, so those are values, I think, that aren't common out there. Right. Um, and certainly people will think twice about um, why, why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, the other side of what we do is called understanding life balance. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, We have attracted a number of people who have compromised in their income and certainly in their careers and come on board with us. As a family company, we place uh, life balance 1st Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, what that means is, if you've been here a week, you've been here five years, you have a family issue, we're going to take care of you, right? And you I need, completely agree with that. You need time off. Uh, you know what? I need uh, two weeks off. Um, I need a a break for whatever reason. We go, go for it, mm-hmm. um, and that's really important. We support that. Uh, we advise. We help people whether it's financial, whether it's emotional. Uh, we focus on lifestyle and, and life balance. Those are really important things today. That's more important than the income for a lot of people.
0: Right. Yeah, no. And I agree. And I've said to my people so many times how important it is for them to remember family first, the job will be here when you get back. There will always be more work to do. That's the beautiful thing about a job is there's always work. Uh, but I also agree with your initial statement there about having fun at work. I mean, I'm spending eight hours, 10 hours, sometimes more, uh, At the job, if I'm not enjoying myself, it's just not right. So I need to be making sure that if I'm enjoying myself, my staff are enjoying themselves and they have a sense of purpose. So like you said, they want to come to work every day because, you know, for Bison, it's about making the world a safer place. Uh, But I know that for you, it's about customer experience, making sure people have what they need. Uh, Do you want to get into that a little bit?
1: Well, we've gone beyond that. It's not a matter of customers, uh, what they want and what they need. Um, I would say all of us, um, in our company have come to appreciate the fact that, uh, footwear does a couple of things. Uh, footwear is your mobility. Mm -hmm. We serve a lot of clientele. They get up in the morning and whether they have to transfer from a bed to a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. go to the bathroom, go to work with different lifestyles and different daily activities. Uh, footwear has really become, uh, an important part of lifestyle, right? Yeah. And uh, on our medical side, which has a huge influence over our, our company and our customer, um, I say people come to us for uh, two reasons. Uh, and they're on the left and on the far right and lots of reasons in between. But for a lot of folks, they look at us as a primary healthcare provider. They've mm-hmm. got an issue. They've got a problem. They may have a prescription. But something isn't right, and they come to us for a solution. right. Um, It's not about the money. Mm -hmm. It's not about the customer service. They come to us because they want us to solve a problem. On the far other end, somebody says, I just want a really nice or a really good pair of shoes and talk to me. Right. Tell me what it's all about. Find me something. We're not interested in the brand. Uh, You tell us what you need. And then there's the whole range in between. Mm -hmm. If somebody is coming to our company and the only thing they are looking for is a price and to save... They may not be our customer. Mm-hmm. However, we still need yeah. to educate them because at some point when they do have sore feet, they <laughs> yeah. are gonna be coming to us. Yeah, for sure. And and that's something that I learned from the first generation in, in my family was everybody uh, is a customer or will be a customer mm-hmm. one day. You treat everybody with respect. Um, so that's what we do.
0: Right. You know, it's funny, uh, I'll share a story with you and I haven't shared this one with you in the past, but I was in the store here is uh, a number of years ago now but I was grumbling away to the uh, lady that was supporting me at the time. And she said, I said, why is it so difficult to make a shoelace that doesn't come untied? Because I just walked around with an untied shoelace, like constantly. drove me insane. Yeah, I was almost a Velcro laces kind of guy. And she said, show me how you tie your shoes. So I did. She says, well, you're doing it wrong. I said, you know, what do you mean you're t- I'm tying my shoes wrong? And she says, no, what happens is every step you take, you're loosening the knot, right? Do it, do it the other way. And right. you walk me through it as simple as that, right? right. And problem went away. Well, but it's, educa- but that's, it's education. education. Exactly.
1: And, and, uh, and we know all these <clears throat> things that goes into our training. Uh, we train about materials, mm-hmm. well, right? That's really important. Uh, um, I always say, uh, try to understand, uh, and create a realistic mm-hmm. expectation. Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. of the failures that a m- lot of people make in business. And certainly we see it with the experience that you've had, Um, you're bringing in uh, what is an issue and it might be very small to us or to Mm -hmm. somebody else. But for you, it's become a pain. Right. And uh, and so that if we can not only solve it, but understand that we are meeting and exceeding your expectation, that's reason enough. You've told the story now. Right. You've told it to me. You experienced it. I'm sure you must have told that to a few other people as well. (laughs) Absolutely. And when you tell that, it doesn't mean they're going to come running to our store. But what it is is you talk about the experience that you had, right? Exactly. And I believe where the future is going is certainly people no longer want stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm seeing it amongst the millennials a lot. They want experiences, Mm
2: -hmm. right? So if
1: they can come in, anybody can come in, and they can have an experience from how to uh, tie a shoelace properly Mm -hmm. to how to polish your shoes,
0: right? Yeah, another uh, skill I don't
2: have. <laughs> you know,
1: one of the questions I often ask is, realistically, how long do you think your shoes should last? Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised what people say. Right, yeah. And so if you create realistic expectations, and that uh, comes to another stage in discussion, which is we teach our people how to listen. Mm-hmm. Too many people today, particularly in the retail environment, don't have the skill set to listen. And if you yes. really listen to mm-hmm. your customer, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get all the answers you need without even... Asking, mm-hmm. but you need to listen. Right. Um, and that includes when you're talking, you need to listen to yourself talk. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge skill set in learning about listening right. that people would never think about. Uh, but that's part of what we're teaching in our training is how to listen. It is crucial. And somebody who is good at, who is good at listening and somebody mm-hmm. who is successful at selling, quite often it's because they don't do all the talking. Right. My father, who's been gone 35 years, I used to say that's the reason why the Lord gave us two ears and only one mouth. <laughs> yes, because it's more important for us mm-hmm. to listen. Yeah, for and sure. you're right.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I know over the years, uh, not, not over the years, but last season, through episodes and through different things, I often said, uh, "Seek first to understand," you know, which is a you know Stephen Coveyism. Uh, but How can you help somebody? How can you support them, whether it's uh, selling a product or supporting them in their growth in the business or, you know, through a management team or whatever, if you don't truly understand what their needs, wants, or desires are, because if you're trying to take someone, say, into a managed position and and they don't want to be in management, why are you pushing them there? Right. So make sure that we're understanding people and what they want.
1: No, no. And I get it. Yesterday, uh, uh, my wife and I, my partner, who's my partner, we went... And we went to look at an opportunity where there were a couple of uh, very bright research medical people who wanted to sell us something. Right. And before we went into uh, the meeting with them and listened mm-hmm. to their pitch, I basically said, if we come out with nothing more than the right questions, then we've done yes. the right thing. So we can't go in there and make commitments. We can't go in there and make decisions. Mm-hmm. We need to go in there and seek out the questions that we don't have answers for. Yeah. Um, and that's how you can move forward. And I think mm-hmm. that applies to listening as well Right. because uh, you have to know the right questions to ask.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a little time to learn because we don't know what we don't know. But when you start asking questions, probing, you know, the information starts to come out and you educate yourself. Right. It's so and important. it's a
1: technique because a lot of people become intimidated. Uh, you walk into a store, nobody wants to say, can I help you? Right. It's really good morning and mm-hmm. welcome to my store. And mm-hmm. I might do that to somebody and... People in their expectation will react, I'm just looking. Well, I didn't ask you what you were doing, and Mm -hmm. I say it in a polite way. I just came to welcome you. And by the way, take your time. If you think you need some help, we have lots of people to Mm -hmm. help you here. I just want you to feel comfortable in my environment. The analogy I use today in business to teach, is: I say, Mm -hmm. in every instance, uh, uh, we create a theater.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The people that come in to do business with us they've paid a price to come into our theater. They've they've come out of their way. They've driven there. They've made an effort to come into Mm -hmm. our theater. They've given up their time. We have a responsibility not only to entertain these people, but to make sure that when they leave, they go, now that was great. Right, exactly. You you can't do that unless you're totally on, totally aware, listening, Mm -hmm. all the things we've talked about. Um, you know, for us, it's one of the better analogies for people mm. that we're training to understand Right. that, yeah. uh, and particularly in our business, we are a destination. We're not in a mall that somebody fell in. Exactly. People are driving out here. So there's no such thing as I'm just looking. Mm-hmm. So when we welcome people, it's because they've made mm. an effort and yeah. there's a reason why they're here. They came for the experience, whether they buy or not is not really the bottom line anymore for us. Mm-hmm. Will they leave and will they say, as you said, hey, I know how to tie my shoelaces. Yeah. That's worth way more (laughs) than a sale to me. Yes, absolutely. I can't buy that in advertising. What you spread the word about, somebody taught you how to tie your shoelaces in a different way than you were brought up to tie them. Right. And it made a difference.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it absolutely has. I'm not buying as many shoelaces and I'm not pissed off at my shoes anymore. Sure. (laughs) But... uh... So with everything we've talked about, Brian, with customer experience internal and external, where do you see that experience going in the future?
1: Experience, as far as our business goes, uh, my expectations, if we're going to grow, and I expect we're going to grow, and in that the caveat I'll put is bigger is not better. Right. So many big businesses have failed because they've opened enough doors. If you're lucky, that works. In our particular instance. Uh, I see us providing uh, better experiences um, in this community. Uh, We have to sustain ourselves because we now have a responsibility to uh, 100 families. Right. So where is it going? I think that our e-commerce, which represents the percentage maybe that it needs to today, we see our biggest uh, growth opportunity in the e-commerce. Mm-hmm and I won't say competing with Amazon today and other online uh, um, companies. I think we are unique in providing experiences and so we're very focused on providing experiences online. Right. So I see us going there in the future. Um, It really will depend on on the city itself and how it rolls out and how it grows for us. Uh, Being in both Calgary and Winnipeg, Uh, two very different cities. Right. Uh, We do very well in a recession. Mm -hmm. Uh, People buy products that uh, we sell and that they need uh, because they invest in a pair of shoes. Right, built to last. It's built to last, and over the generations, and certainly over my 50 years, when the economy has weakened and there's been indications that people aren't spending, we seem to do well people think about investing Mm -hmm. their money in a pair of shoes interesting they want them to last a bit longer they don't throw them away that Mm -hmm. that whole concept of disposable footwear that's why companies like Payless are not in business anymore Mm -hmm. people don't want disposable they want to invest and know they're going to be around and comfortable so going forward I think we're going to focus a lot more um, again on the experience Mm -hmm. Um, and and as we have in the past what will become um, equally important will be building and sustaining um, relationships in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just with our customers, but making sure that, that the perception and the follow through uh, is that we are a strong community uh, stakeholder and player. Because I think that if you aren't prepared to do that, I think you can't be successful in any community. I agree. Uh, certainly Winnipeg, having grown up here, mm. and certainly have had the community supporting us has made us successful, and I think will help us into the future. Calgary is a whole different animal. Right, Uh, right. We find there, we have opportunity to grow, but we find uh, it's a different kind of community. People Mm. in the south of Calgary wouldn't think about driving to the north of Calgary. They say, (laughs) bring a store to (laughs) us in the south. They won't come to the north. And that's a whole different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Even though we do have people that will make the destination. And when I've been in my store in Calgary, and I say, why would you have driven all this way? Because nobody else knows their product. Nobody else knows how to fit. And nobody has the inventory in order to service me property. So they've made the trip.
0: Right, yeah. And that's so important. Very important. Right on. So thank you, Brian. I really appreciate your time this morning as we've got this together. Uh, That's it for this week's episode of Into the Fire. I'm Rob Reed, and I really appreciate you coming out today.